project Taryag Day 90, Mitzvah Tafkov Ayn test. And that is, if a person wants to divorce his wife, he has to do it by giving her a get, which is a, basically a document of a divorce, which is written that this is a separate Christmas, that this document is separating between them, and therefore thereafter she's allowed to marry another man. And the word in the Torah called the Sefer Christos, Chazal called it a get. The reason for the mitzvah, says the Kinnach, because the lady was meant, so to speak, to help her partner. She's called the Ezek and Nagdai. And the nature of a lady is that she, the Gemara says, makes a covenant or connects herself to her husband. And even though the Torah allowed a person, if they're no longer are able to get along with each other to separate the bond between them and then she can leave his house and they aren't bound together forever and uh, the Torah provides a framework where a person is allowed to do that what's needed in order for a person to be allowed to divorce his wife is the argument in the Gemara if it's only if she's unfaithful or even if she burns his food which means even something small but if as a result of that they're no longer compatible with each other so the Torah would give them the right to get divorced Nevertheless, whatever the amount of a reason the person has to want to divorce, the Torah doesn't force people who marry to stay together for the rest of their lives, as other religions might do. The Torah provides a framework to, if they're no longer, so to speak, are there to help or work together for him to separate from her. And especially if it would be for a reason or something of major importance, if, for example, if she'd been immoral, or if she's ruining things which belong to him, or destroying things of his, then definitely there'd be justification to separate the bond between them. However, the Torah says it's not enough just to agree to part company, because there would be a reason for people to uh, be more easily susceptible to morality, because then a lady would just say that her husband had told her that he's divorcing her, and that was sufficient, and then they would allow people to, so to speak, engage in immorality without any fear of repercussions. And it would be much more common, it would be a much easier thing for people to do. And therefore the Torah is makbid, there's a certain way that the garrison is performed, and it has to be with a written document which acts as a proof to the fact that she's divorced, otherwise you wouldn't accept that argument. It also makes it more difficult to do, and therefore people would be less quick to go through a divorce process. And also as a result of that, sometimes people will calm down, will change their minds before the divorce actually comes into effect. The halach is the man has to write the get for the lady he's divorcing, and he has to give it to her either by putting it into her hand or by putting it into her rishus, which means a place such as a house or a yard that she owns, or giving it to somebody who she appointed as her agent to receive it on her behalf. Because it can't be given to her against her will because it gets to a person's detriment, and a person can't do something detrimental to another without their agreements and knowledge of it. A husband doesn't have to be the one to write the get on his own, he can instruct someone else to write it, or he can even make a shriach to write and give it on his behalf. But it just means it has to be done in the tzura of a written document, which is called the get. There have to be witnesses who sign the get, or witness the transfer of the get, and the person will tell two people to write the get, and to give it to his wife, then they would be the ones who witnessed the writing of the get and the ones who witnessed its transfer.
if the husband would write a get on his own it was, and he would sign it together with one more aid, so then even though it doesn't have the two aid which we require, it's nevertheless called a get possible, which isn't the same thing as something which the Torah completely rejects as not being a get at all, as we'll see. The Rambam brings ten rules which are ma'akev, which means are imperative to a get being kosher. They are firstly that the man has to agree to give the get. He can't be give a get out of duress or out of force. And even if person decides that it's appropriate and therefore they try and put pressure on him, it's only to the extent that in the end he agrees that he wants to give the get. Similarly, second point that he has to give a written get. Thirdly, it has to clearly say in the get that he's been Megarisha forever and it's something which will split between them. Fourthly, and there's no common, so to speak, shared connection. Fifthly, it has to be written for her, which means Lishma, not, you can't use a pre existing script. Sixth, that it has, after the, its writing, all it needs to be given. If there will be other things needed beforehand, like for example, like Amara says, if a person writes on a plant which is still attached to the ground, and will first have to be detached from the ground before it's given to the lady, that wouldn't be kosher. Seven, the get has to be given to the lady or someone on her behalf. Eight, you need the witnesses to see the, the trance of the get. Nine, has, she has to know that this is the get that she's getting. And ten, that the person giving it is either the husband himself or someone on his behalf. The other denim of the get, for example, that the, the item also have to sign on the document of the get and that it has to have a date in the get, so all mid The main nusach of the get is that the man with selling his name is Megarish the lady, selling her name with this mice with this get, and from now she's mutter, she's allowed to marry any other man. Even though it could be written in any language, the, the nusach we have is brought down in the Chazal, which is in Aramaic. And therefore the Chinuch here goes to give the nusach of the get which he says was prevalent all over Spain, which is where he lived, which is very similar to get today. And his Nusach is being plenty B'Shabbos on this day of the week, this day of the month, and it would be on Rosh Chodesh. So then we say the first day of Rosh Chodesh, the second day of Rosh Chodesh. And the reason for that is, is because a get has to have the right date, it is with Rabbanan, and if it gets later, is the date that later than it actually happens, it will be possible. Just like other stories which have to have a date, and then after just have the year, which is the way that the, the minog was to count years in that place. And then he says, how I, so-and-so, and so-and-so from this place. And he has to write any other name or nickname that he's given. And whether his father might have, but he's got his father's name as well. Or the place might have. And then he says, so they see, I want to be usnafshi on my own free will. Delay and listen without being forced. Of Taris, of Shwakis, of Tarechis. A free send out and release Yossi you at plenty of the lady's name in Makam Plenty from this place and then again any other name she or parents from the place not have. Do you have this interest in cousins now that you were my wife until now? The Khadoya now Patrice or Shrokis with the Rafa Yossi have freed you and released you. But you're allowed to have your show, you're allowed to shall talk in a shaykh to look after yourself. The mayor the insights for the whole guard to see at the Titsisvin. Which means you can go out and choose to marry any other man. No one's going to stop you, either me or my, on my behalf. Which is the main line of the get. You're now free to marry any man. And this document should be a sign of that get. And the two witnesses sign underneath that. 
and the minag is derived in 12 lines, just like the gematria of the word get is 12. Yes. Similarly, if a person wanted to free a slave, it would be a similar nusach of a slave. That would be the nusach used to free a slave. There also, it's not just a financial agreement, the owner owns his slave to a certain extent, and therefore also one would need to write a specific document. There's also halakhic significance by slaves because as long as the slave is a slave, he's not allowed to marry into Jewish people. Once he's freed, he's now like a regular Jew and he's allowed to marry whoever he wants. Right. The minaga of the world is that uh, we ask the husband to battle any moida that he made before giving the get. And moida means a statement to witnesses that he's about to do something under duress and therefore should have no binding validity. And uh, the witnesses, if they later come to base and say that the husband made such a condition in front of them, then it would undo the validity of the get. So you ask him to battle every widow first. And after that, we immediately write the get in his presence. We don't let him go anywhere where he could do anything to battle the get again. Once the get's been written, we can take him and give it to the lady of his instruction. We don't have to worry that he's died in the interim because we assume that the person's alive, the chazaka, he'll still be alive. The get has to be written in such a way that every letter is correct because any wrong letters could lead to a misinterpretation of what the message the get is meant to convey. And they were the get fossil. Something has to be written in a clear ksav that's easily readable and understandable what the message of the get is. At the same time, the khilaf was to tell us a little bit more about Hashtar's work. Even though that's nothing to do with the mitzvah of Gerishin, but this is an opportunity to discuss other documents at the same time. And he says, firstly, it's the responsibility of the Adim to check what they're signing to as a star, and that they should know what they're signing with actually happens. And then, therefore, they would have to know, let's say, if it's a sale or an agreement, all the details of the agreement until they understand it. And not like people are just willing to stupidly sign anything and uh, without knowing what's involved in their signatures. As the Khenuk says, is a way of the foolish people who, based on what they tell, they're willing to sign and will just cause them tremendous loss when they lose out from what they've signed without realizing the implications of what they've signed. And he said, I'm Kodesh, as a nation who put me into Kodesh, that's not what our Kodesh Prophet wants us to do. We have to act honestly with people, and therefore to be Ma'anis somebody, which means to take advantage of them, is Asr. And the Torah repeats this Asr a number of times. Similarly, Chazal tells a number of times in the Gemara that one has to make the conditions based on what the seller and the buyer understood. And therefore, if we understand clearly the intention of the buyer and the seller, that's what we work with in order to pass in the din. For example, the Gemara gives a case of somebody who sold his property because he was intending to go to Israel. And then if that's the case, he wasn't able to go to Israel. And the rather, who was a judge of the case, returned the property to him because it was clear that his intention was only to sell on those circumstances that he would be able to go to Israel. And therefore, the Chinafki also brings us a Nusukh of a Shtar, of a sale, which uh, he, he held was the correct thing for him to sign, and therefore we'll mention it here as well. And the Shtar is Yaidim Anu Aidim Hakasumi Mata. We, the witnesses signed below, know Edus Bura with clear testimony. Shalomer learned plenty of plenty. While this person told us, "Hey, you are Edim. Be my witnesses. Look to me many. With Nula, the Rebbe, so and so and so and so. 
Yes, the Darius Chos, and give the Shtar to so-and-so to be a proof of a sale to him. And what is meant to be a sale of proof towards? Either I took so much money from him, if it would be a loan, or or I used that money that I was given and in exchange I sold him a certain field or house or vineyard. And then he has to write the Mitzarov, which means the borders exactly that it's clear what part of property it is. And then he has to write exactly where it is, what the borders are, on all four sides. Anything within these borders. He sells the full sale of the proper Kenyan. And then afterwards, he has to say exactly where the place is. And he's talking about the house, the, 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 the scrap, the floors, the stones, the walls, whatever it would be. As it's clear what it's referring to. And somebody has to talk about the size. When a person signing a star to a loan, so the Nusach is to say, Amanash which means that even even though the Lacha is, that when Shemitah comes, it forbids the lender to claim back the money that he lent. If a person makes the condition that I'm giving you the money on the condition that I'll still be able to claim back even after Shemitah, then you'd be allowed to do that. In order to prevent forgeries, Hazal said a person shouldn't write a number like Sholosh, Arba, or Chomesh at the end of a line because then somebody could just add two letters and make it from three into thirty, from Shlosh to Shloshim, or Arba to Arboim, Chomesh to Chamishim, or anything similar. And therefore, if it would come out at the end of the line, a person should repeat the amount later on in the middle of a line so then it would be clear that it wasn't the it's not possible to change in one place in the star without the other. If there is a discrepancy between two different places in the star, the halacha is to go after the one lower and lower down. The halacha is that the seller or the borrower can write the star that they sold or that they borrowed without the buyer or without the lender being there because they're a disadvantage. However, something which needs both sides to agree to, such as in the work agreement, or agreement who's going to be the best to adjudicate the case, which is called the Shtarbirin, that the both of them have to be present in order to, to know that they both agree what's written in the Shtar. If something was erased in the Shtar, then they're able to sign that this line was erased so that people wouldn't think the Shtar has been changed and forged. And similarly, one has to go back on the main line of the Shtar in the last line before the signature. And therefore, if there would be a gap between the Adim signing and the, the body of the star, it will still be kosher because we wouldn't be able to change the meaning of the star without the last line. But the minag was to write in the last line by kosher or to prevent anything being written after that. When I needed to make a Mesekinian, they write in the star that they did a Mesekinian. And the Nusluk is the Koninamine, the Rakinian, with the money, the Koshrik nearby, with a vessel which one could use to do a Kinian with, which comes to take out the possibility of either using something which isn't allowed to be used as a, as a vessel of acquisition or the fact that the acquisition is done with the kalim of the coin and not the kalim of the makne. If it runs out the star of a chazaka, so the alim would sign that we, the alim, a witness that so-and-so gave so-and-so the keys of a certain place, which he sold him, has written the star of the sale. And he made the Safari people his Adim. And he said to him in front of us, which means he gave him the right to go and take a Chazaka as a means of acquisition. And he says, more than that, that the other person, you know, the buyer, 
did go in front of us and make the acquisition with a proper chazaka. If a person is selling a chav, or selling a debt to somebody else, then the nusach of the star would be, as so-and-so sold the star of so-and-so, which he owns him this amount of money, to this other person, and the, therefore the buyer is now zeichah in the star, and anything which is attached to the lien to the star. And if the star itself isn't here, then he has to transfer the chayv, what's called agav arba amas, which means by, so to speak, giving him a certain area of property, and agav, together with the transfer of the property, he gets the chayv as well. Or what's called maimashlashna, which means in the presence of three people. The other kind of star that kind of talks about is a star of uh, wool, which is called the tzavah, also needs witnesses to that, and therefore the Adim would say, we the Adim came to so-and-so to visit him, and we found that he was sick in his bed, but he was still able to talk and understand what he was saying, and he could answer us logically, but with the correct answers to the questions we asked, which means therefore he was a sound mind, and he says, I'm sick, I'm scared I might die from the sickness, and I'm asking you to be witnesses to my will, and I'm instructing you to give whatever it is to this person and whatever it is to that person this amount to this sign, this amount to that sign and after everything is written with the Adam finished and said everything written here was instructed to us by so and so who said he was giving this because he might die from his illness and we know afterwards he did die from that illness and they signed on it but we with the brachet however all Jews should stay alive and that would be a valid witness uh, to a will which would be then be executed upon by the court. And the last point is the star of a kium basin, which means when the when basin get the star and they have to verify that it wasn't forged, that it's accurate, that the witnesses already did sign it, then the basin writes a kium on the star, and the nusach of the kium is, they say, in sitting together, the three of us is a basin, when this star was brought in front of us, and we found out that the witnesses written on it are the signatures of the witnesses who saw it. And we were Ma'asha, we established it as a valid star, and therefore it can be acted upon. And then the three Dayanim signed their names that they, so it's called Makayim, the star, that are therefore it's valid to collect or to act upon. The Mitzvah of Gitin, which is where the Chinuch began this from, applies in every place and time, which means whenever a person wants to get divorced. And if a person will be over in this and send out his wife, Without giving her a get, then it's a battle with Mrs. Sasei. But worse than that, she's not divorced. She's still got the dinner of a married woman. And therefore, if she would now go marry or be to go with somebody else, she would be over on the Isra of Arais with a married woman. And the child would be a mamzer as well, which is one of the most common of various in the Torah. Met for Tafku of Pei. And that is the Isra not to return a divorcee after she's married somebody else in the interim. The pastor says if a person divorces a lady and she marries somebody else, even if the second man would divorce her or die, the husband who divorced her is not allowed to take her back a second time. But if she hadn't yet been married in the interim, then it would be much for someone to return a lady he had divorced previously. The reason, says the Chinuch, in order to stop planned uh, immorality that people would divorce their wives so that they could be with other people and then marry them a second time. And this Isra also applies in every place in time to men, that the Isra is talking of to the man, not to remarry his divorcee after she married somebody else. However, as a result, it will apply to the ladies as well. A married lady who's married, who's divorced and married somebody else can't return to her former husband. 
And uh, the Ramban here learns that there's a second love in this pasuk as well. Firstly, one we brought, and that is that a person can't remarry his divorcee after she married somebody else. And the other issue here is that if she had been together with somebody else, even not as in the framework of a marriage, but if she had still, while she was still married to her husband, she had committed adultery with another man, then it's also her husband to be with her again.